No Tim Payne this morning. It's Alex Johnston here dancing away to our intro. You want that catchy AJ, do you? I do. It gets me every time. It was an inspired <laughs> choice, whoever came up with that. It might have been me. No matter how many times you hear it, you just... Gets you in a good mood. It does, doesn't it? Hey, it's breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We'd love to hear you on the Harcourt's open line this morning, 1300 or text us 0437-552-535. Uh, one's coming here. Morning, gents. Not the route we want to take, but if fourth, which is Illawarra, beat third, which is the Jack Jumpers, in the NBL finals, and both progress through to the grand final. Which side starts as the highest seed? Well, that would be the Hawks if they were to win because they'll go to the Melbourne United side of the draw and they finish first, obviously, on the ladder. So that's how that would work, we believe, David. Thank you for your text this morning. AJ, you are Mr. Politics in Tasmania. You know everything that is going on, so I would like to deep dive with you into the state election and if you've got a question you'd like to ask Alex 0437 552 on the Harcourt's open line he knows everything so anything you've got on the spot here send it through right where do we start well first of all let's go to the weekend what happened over the weekend that got your eye anything that we need to to break down that we might have not known on Friday some interesting candidate announcements over the weekend. Uh, so Labor has announced that John Kamara, who's um, uh, Tasmania's Australian of the Year, uh, he's running for them in Clark, which is a, a big plus. So their ticket in Clark is looking stronger because, of course, Josh Willey's going to come down from the upper house. He's the member for Elwick, but he's going to run in Clark. And they've got Ella Haddad is a sitting member, of course, as well. So they're looking pretty strong in Clark. Libs have announced that Rob Fairs, it leaked out over the weekend, that's now, a great get for them. Rob he Fair. He's a very well, popular man, Fairzy. He is very well known in the north of the state, former colleague of mine at Southern Cross back in the day. And they added to the collection because, of <laughs> course, they've already got Joe Palmer and Nick Digan in their stocks. So Peter Murphy, I think, it gets asked every election. Uh, someone said Howie the Yowie was next uh, <laughs> cab off the rank. But no, high name recognition for um, Fairzy. He'd get in, wouldn't he? Straight here and now, you'd back him to, to win a seat, wouldn't you? Well, the, the challenge for the Libs in Bass is there's no Peter Gutwin. Mm-hmm. And last time around, he got a world record uh, 24,000 primary votes or something like that. So mm-hmm. Michael Ferguson tops the poll for them. And then there's an opportunity because Sarah Courtney was also on the ticket last time. She's not running it again because she resigned midway through the term. So he's a chance. Uh, we'll see who else. And, of course, Lara Alexander. She's not a, no. didn't, didn't quite get pre-selected this time either. <laughs> no. So, um, yes, that's why Bass is appealing for new candidates because not only are there vacancies, but there's more seats up for grabs because, of course, this time we're at 35 seats instead of 25. So, yes, Fairsy would be a chance. And the Deputy Mayor of Hobart, Helen Burnett, she's running for the Greens in Clark as well, which will give them... A, a bit more of a chance to get two seats because that's their dream, obviously, in Clark to get a second seat. So, spent some time with Helen yesterday on the Tasman Bridge. At oh, the did start you? Of run- she actually started the 5K race, but she didn't uh, tell me that news until it came out. I saw it this morning. Didn't so. give you the scoop. No, she so. didn't. Now, all serious, we've got a text in here from Damien on the Harcourt's open line. Alex, who do you think will be the next out of the Tasmanian media ranks to join Parliament? I think that's fairsy aside. Anyone else that springs to mind? Well, I do know a very high-profile media star was asked to run for um, the Palmer United Party once and had a very long think about it, but I won't mention who that is. But, oh, okay. Um, 
Uh, look, gee, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think you'll see um, too many media stars putting their hand up. Um, you know, I don't want to mention other breakfast radio shows, but I reckon the libs would have asked uh, your old mate Mick Newell to run over the years. He I seems think he's like been asked a few times. He would have been courted a few times. Yeah. Um, gee, that's a good question. I'll get. I'll Take answer on that on Twitter, I reckon. Yeah, okay. let me have a think. Certainly have, you, not- have, you, have you seriously ever been asked to run yourself? Oh, no, put him on the spot. No, I, think, I bet um, you have. I no, bet you have. No, I, I one million percent haven't. Okay. No, uh, I think could do no. worse and have this man slide into your party. No, no, you would just have to. You would do. I've thought about this. You'd do a press conference day one, and you would just say all the bad stuff you've ever done, like <laughs> be a long press conference. Oh, it would be a while. Yeah, you'd bore them out. You just, you know, remember Julia Gillard did one one day, and she just took every question until they had no more. That's what I would do day one, and then yep. then your opponents can't get a dirt file because you've put it all out there yourself. So okay. all right. it would have to be a fairly late-night press day. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Um, as I said, you used to work for Labor. What would you do now if you were in charge of their campaign as far as the AFL team goes? Because it's all right to come out and say, we're going to renegotiate. It's not going to happen. The AFL is adamant they're not going to renegotiate. They've organised the clubs in this deal so that they have to go back to all of the clubs to renegotiate. They don't want to. They've, they've signed a deal that suits them. It's locked in with the government. What do you do if you're Labor now? Which, which tack do you take? So first of all, I can understand why Labor went against the stadium because when it was announced, there was a lot of negativity. You know, people, Groups like the RSL were against it. So they would have sniffed the political breeze you know, at a time when health is in trouble and housing's in trouble, the government says we're going to spend this big chunk of money. So I preface what I'm saying with I understand why they went the way they did. I think it was a mistake to go so hard so early. I mean, in opposition, you have the um, benefit of being able to sort of sit back and sort of let the government get itself into trouble. I would have been sceptical and say, okay, well, like if the government wants to do this, let them prove how they're going to afford all those things. They went very hard very early. They saw it as a political winner. Now I think history shows that they are nervous about it because they they haven't talked about the stadium much in the last four or five months. It's all been about mm-hmm. the cost of living. Um, it probably plays well for them up north, where you know the, the, I think support of the stadium would be less than it is in this half of the state. What would I do now? Well, it's a very very good question. I mean, I think. They're playing the only card they have, which is this renegotiation card. It's um, not a card you can play, though. That's my point. Why are they saying this for when it can't happen? Well, I mean, the AFL will have to deal with a new reality after the election, whether that's a re-elected Rockliffe government in minority or majority or a Labor government. The Labor, AFL- Labor won't win government, will they? Labor could be in government after the next election. You, I mean, you think they said- could actually win... Majority. majority no I, I don't based on the based on the polls we've seen at the moment no I don't but election campaigns are crazy things they could gather momentum but there's a world where they get more seats than the libs or equal to the libs and then find a way to form government they've sort of ruled out deals but you know that could go out the window um, plenty of parties have gone back on their no deals promise so there's a chance that labor could end up in government yeah and then obviously the AFL would have to negotiate with them um, I mean I think it's the AFL has to start answering some questions too soon. I know they... What's they, the point of them coming out now, though? Probably not before the election, no. But eventually they'll have to start talking about well, how are they feeling about a potential timeline blowing out. I know you're sceptical about when the stadium can be built. Um, eventually they'll have to address 
some of the elephants in the room. Yeah. But for Labor, I don't know, because as I said before, the team situation is a big plus for the Liberals at the moment because there's broad support for the team. And the work that Jack Rewell's doing and Kath McCann's doing, I think, is very positive in going around to regional areas and getting people excited about the prospect of our team. I think that is a win uh, and Labor needs to find a way to get in on that because, of course, they've said all along they support the team. And, look, they support other elements too. They they support the high-performance centre. They support money going to the team. They just have a problem with the stadium. And I get the scepticism, but they um, certainly tied themselves into a, into a knot when they outwardly opposed it early on. Question here on the Harcourt's open line. Can AJ see any possible scenario where David O'Byrne would agree to help the Libs form majority government? That's from David in Hobart. Yeah, I do. I do. And David O'Byrne's been pretty open that he'll never compromise his values. Um, but if he could um, use his influence to get a good outcome on an issue that meant a lot to him, so hypothetically say the Libs do fall two or three sheet, three seats short of government, they'll be looking to people on the crossbench. I'm way more likely to go to David O'Byrne than they are the Greens. You know, Lambie, who knows whether she can get someone elected. Christy Johnston's obviously an independent, but, you know, probably even further to the left of David O'Byrne. So, yeah, they would um, go to someone like David and he'd have to weigh up whether it was in the best interests of the people that voted him in. But if he could go back to them with a clear conscience and say, I'm going to offer supply and confidence to the Liberal government because they have promised to spend an extra X million dollars on social housing or, you know, finally fix Metro or something that he's passionate about. Of course, there's a way. He's pragmatic. He's going to work with whoever's in. No use just throwing rocks all the time. You're in politics to make a difference. So, yeah, I mean, he would, you know, he probably wouldn't stand next to the libs and start wearing a blue tie, but he could, <laughs> he could offer some sort of pragmatic compromise, yeah. Plenty of questions need answering, and AJ's the man to answer them for you. So, as I said, if you've got a question for him this morning, 0437 552 is the text line, or call us, 1300 42 That's the Harcourt's open line, Harcourt's results for you. Lots more I want to ask you about, too, with Stadium 2.0 and mm. uh, major projects and POS and all these stuff. We might get to that when we have time throughout the show. Okay. Just... To that last text, the text says to form majority government. No, it would it would be a government in minority. David O'Byrne would never become a liberal, mm. but he would offer them supply and confidence from the crossbench, like John Tucker and Lara Alexander did. But of course, then they sort of flirted with all sorts of no confidence motions. If you did that from the crossbench, you would have to play a very straight bat. SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We're off to new sport and weather and coming back with Matty Reid from Taz Racing after that.